We pick up on Daf 46b, Mem Vav Amud Bet, with the Mishnah. Mishnah says, Hamocha Etzatzmo, Ve'et Banav Logoyim. What happens if a person sells himself and his children uh, as slaves to these non Jews? Okay, somebody, he has a, a debt to pay off. Obviously, one wouldn't want to do that. Ain Porin Oto. It says, We don't redeem them. Uh, because uh, you know, if a person thinks that he can he can do that, and the Jews are just going to redeem him, well, then he'll use it as a money-making exercise, and uh, uh, that's going to obviously cause a loss uh, to the uh, uh, to the people, uh, you know, the, the society, and therefore we just leave him. However, aval porin et panav mitat avien. Once their father dies, uh, what's going to happen uh, is uh, we are we going to say, listen. Uh, we can't leave these children uh, together with uh, this non-Jew. They're just going to assimilate. They're going to learn his ways. Uh, and as a result, uh, what we do is we do redeem the children after their father dies. Because, you know, once uh, we assume uh, that uh, if the father is there, he'll also look after them. I think Rashi brings that. Uh, if, he, if he looks after, he'll look after them to make sure that they're not assimilating ever. Uh, once the, the father is dead, uh, then we do redeem the children and bring them back into Jewish life. All right. Amr Rav Asi, uh, and this, you know, where, where a guy gets sold to these non-Jews uh, and we don't redeem him, that only applies uh, where he's done it numerous times, once, twice. Uh, so we do, he does it once, we redeem him. Even if he does it twice, we redeem him. It's only on the third time uh, that creates a chazaka uh, and therefore the rabbi said, listen, uh, now we're not, we're not getting involved. Uh, deal with it uh, yourself. All right, uh, so now... Uh, we have a, uh, a, a story. Hanhu b'nai mixei dezafi guzei migoim. So what happens is there are the people of Bay Mixei who borrowed money uh, from these non-Jews. Right? Uh, uh, they didn't have money uh, to uh, go along and pay back. Uh, so what happens is the uh, the non-Jews came and captured them and sold them really as as slaves. They, they took them as or took them as slaves. Okay. Uh, so it's a question, maybe they came in front of Rav Huna, maybe other people uh, came in front of Rav Huna, and they asked him, listen, you know, uh, what, what can we do? Uh, um, you know, and you know, what are we going to... So he said, they came in front of Rav Huna, so he said back to them, uh, so maybe he went to visit them, not quite sure exactly what the story is, uh, and... Um, uh, it says, what, what can I do for you? Did none. Uh, because our Mishnah says, I'm uh, But what about the, you know, I've got a Mishnah that says, if you sell yourself to non Jews, we, we don't re, um, redeem you. Okay? We don't redeem you. So I'm alive, Rabbi Abba. So Rabbi Abba said, uh, Surely we learned, uh, said Rabbi Abba to Ravuna. He says that only if you do it repeatedly, a second time and a third time, uh, etc. Amadhu, honey, uh, no, uh, these people have done this on an ongoing basis. All right? uh, it seems that they, they would do this and then uh, they still go back. Uh, it's one thing to, to make a mistake, uh, but if you, if you, inverted commas, make a mistake uh, numerous
numerous times. Uh, you know, that's the Einstein's thing of uh, uh, doing the same. Uh, that's Einstein's definition of insanity, apparently, is that doing the same thing uh, time and time again and expecting a different result. Yeah, uh, they, you know, if you expect things to turn out differently, uh, that's, that's not good. Okay, uh, that is that. So now, another story. Ahu, Gavra, So now, what happens is, uh, there was a certain uh, person who sold himself to these uh, uh, Lydians, okay, Ludai, and Rashi brings uh, the last Rashi on the page. Uh, it says that, you know, they, they, they eat uh, they eat people, you know, that's, uh, these are cannibals, right? Over here, these Lydians or, you know, uh, gladiators. But anyway, these people are really uh, not, not nice guys. Uh, and, uh, and, and therefore, uh, you know, uh, it, it says, um, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, it says, Luzai, and Rashi says, Uma she'ochlin bin Adam, you know, so they're cannibals. So it's not a great... Uh, um, place to be. Anyway, so he sold himself to these uh, uh, Lydians. Anyway, uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, it says, uh, so what happens? Also, you know, how the, how the guy gets out, uh, maybe they just let him out to go visit. He said, I need to go just uh, see a rabbi. Anyway, they let him out. Um, uh, uh, you know, redeem me. He says, Ami replied to him, listen, it's so, you know, so Rav, Rav, Rav Ami said to him, listen, our mission says, even though if you sell yourself as children of slaves, uh, we don't redeem you, but uh, your children are redeemed uh, because of the kilkula, right? Uh, because of the, the danger of uh, becoming assimilated amongst these uh, non-Jews, okay? And, 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 and how much more so here uh, where it, it could be uh, that uh, the guy could die. So maybe it's not him. Uh, maybe it's someone asking on his behalf. Uh, and, uh, and, and Rabbi Ami says, listen, I'm inclined to say, listen, we should redeem him. So I'm Rabbanan, Rabbi Ami. So the rabbi said to Rabbi Ami, he says, listen, but this guy, uh, Hi Yisrael, uh, Mumaru, this guy is a Mumar, right? Uh, an apostate. What happens is, uh, this guy uh, doesn't keep kosher, eats uh, um, uh, nevelot, animals that died by themselves, and trefot. Uh, trefot is an animal that's going to die uh, in, um, uh, in the, the animals that were in shechted. Okay, that's a, that's a nevela. And then a trefer uh, is animal that's going to die within a year. Okay, so uh, that, that, that is the, that's the case. Normally, you know, just by the way, uh, anyone says, oh, he's eating treif. Uh, really, what they, go, what they mean often is he's eating nevela. Uh, you know, so that's, that's another thing. You know, if it was shechted and then found to be treif, that's another story. But this guy's uh, generally eating nevela. Anyway, uh, that, that's that. Okay. So maybe, so really what uh, Rabbi Ami says, listen, maybe this guy is just doing it uh, because he's got a desire for meat uh, and he feels that uh, uh, the, this meat is nicer, uh, you don't have to take out all the blood, it's juicier, who knows, uh, and therefore uh, it is, it's, it's, you know, he's just eating it uh, you know, because he's, his desires overwhelm him. Really, he's not inherently uh, what's known as a mumar lahachis, uh, he's not doing it uh, to rebel directly against Hashem, he's just doing it because uh, he's driven by his
his desires. All right. Amalek, Vahu Zimnin de Ika, Yetera, Visura, Kame. So what happens is uh, sometimes you put a piece of heter meat, a piece of kosher meat, and uh, a non kosher meat in front of him. So he's got the choice uh, to eat, uh, you know, kosher meat. And it says, Vashavik Yetera, he leaves the heter meat, Vahakel Asura, and he eats the, the non kosher meat. And uh, it says, you know, in, in that situation, uh, you know, this guy is doing it uh, deliberately. It's not that because he just can't find kosher meat and he really likes, and therefore he's just eating it because he's desperate for meat and the only meat around is non-kosher meat. Yeah, he's got the possibility of kosher meat. So Amalhu, uh, he gets, uh, you know, uh, swayed by this. Zil, lo kashavke li lefrukinu. So he says to that person, uh, or else we said, the baby, the people that came uh, with him, he said, listen, what can I, uh, what can I do? You have to leave uh, because I can't uh, redeem you. Anyway, now a uh, very uh, funny story, uh, and this is um, about Rash Lakish. And Rash Lakish, uh, you know, just to um, you know, one of our greatest um, <coughs> Amorim <coughs> that we have. Uh, you know, almost every every page, you know, if not every second page, has kind of got uh, Rash Lakish uh, on it, discussing, etc. And and what happens is, um, he used to be. Well, there's discussion whether he used to be a uh, um, uh, a Talmud. Uh, I mean, he used to be a, a learned, and then he kind of went off the derech and he turned into a bandit. And then uh, and then he came uh, and he saw famous story in Bab Matia where he meets Rabbi Yochanan, and uh, and Rabbi Yochanan uh, says to him, listen. Um, you know, your, 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 you know you, you, your strength should be for Torah because he said your beauty should be for women uh, to, to Rabbi Yochanan. He saw him bathing in a river. And uh, Rash Lakish came and said, listen, you're so beautiful, you should spend your time with women. And, uh, and, and uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, uh, your strength uh, should be for Torah. And he says, listen, I've got a, a beautiful sister. If you marry her, uh, then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, you know, if you, if you uh, change and you're going to be a, uh, a commit to Torah, uh, then I'll... Um, I'll give you her as, as marriage. Okay, so that happened. So they became brothers in laws, Kavrutas, etc. And they became one of the greatest uh, pairs of um, Amaraim that we have. Anyway, uh, this probably was before um, uh, he became, uh, he, he did this probably before that story occurred. Uh, and therefore, uh, it's, it's quite an entertaining story. Rash Lakish, Zamin Nafshay Ludulai. So Rash Lakish sold himself uh, to these uh, Lydians, these uh, gladiators. Okay, Shakil Bahu. Um, uh, gal, galta, uh, and he took a big, he took a bag, and he took this round stone uh, inside of it. So now the round stone uh, is uh, looks like you know it's, it, it it fits inside the bag, and you can't see that the bag really is holding uh, anything. Okay, it's a, it's a round uh, flat stone, and uh, uh, you know so so he's walking. It looks like he's got uh, nothing in it. Ama gemiri dioma batra call by neminau avdilei kiyehi Adama, right? Uh, so it says uh, there is a tradition. I know what these guys do. Uh, on the final day, uh, before these, these people kill you and eat you, okay, uh, they do anything for you uh, that you want them, uh, so that either he'll forgive them uh, for uh, spilling his blood, for killing him, okay, or else uh, because they're cannibals, uh, the Aruch says uh, that they uh, will actually uh, do it because of the fact uh, that uh, you, the, your blood, if, you, if they forgive, your blood will be less bitter. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to, uh, your blood will be a bit sweeter, uh, a 
because they are cannibals after all. Uh, so they wanted that, so they said, listen, do whatever you want. All right, so now, Yoma, uh, Batre, Amrile, so on, on the final day before they were going to kill him, uh, it says, uh, they said to him, Ma, Nikolach, yeah, what do you want, what do you want uh, us to do for you? Amadu, Baina, Ak, Mit, Minu, Vodvinu, Vkol Chad, Minahu, Amcheke, Haita, Chayata, Upalga. Right? He says, listen, I'm, I'm going to tie you all up and have you sit down and I'm going to hit each one of you one and a half times. Uh, the, you know, and, uh, and, and that's it. So with, with this empty, uh, you know, seemingly this empty uh, sack that I've got here, you know, what, what's, what's the story? Anyway, uh, so he says, uh, um, uh, So he tied each one of them, and each one of them uh, was sitting down. Um, uh, so he, he, when he hit one of them uh, with one big hit, uh, with a stone in the bag, uh, he kind of he he uh, split their skull, right? Because Rash Lakish was so strong, and uh, he was he's this powerful guy. That's you know why he uh, felt that uh, good use of his strength. Would be to be abandoned uh, initially. Okay, so anyway, uh, so uh, um, uh, and uh, it seems that uh, you know, Chad Mina Chad Micha Chad Tuve Nafak Nishmata. So as soon as the one uh, he hits his teeth, it says Harkinei um, Shinei. Uh, so uh, he. Um, uh, either the guy, uh, you know, just died without doing anything else. Maybe the guy went like that, you know, and 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 it seems that he his mouth went up in a kind of uh, smile. And Amalei, Achuke, come be, you know, you are laughing at me, you know. So it seems that they uh, their mouth went up, you know, in in a kind of smile. And he said, listen, uh, I've still got half a hit. Kati Pashli Gava Gabi Palga the the uh, anyway, so he's still got half a hit against you. You know, why are you smiling? Uh, you know, that's it. I can still hit you again. Half. Uh, so he went along and he killed all of them. Uh, and therefore, uh, he got rid of uh, the Ludians. And we haven't really heard of them again. Okay. So that's Rash Lakish. And, uh, and that's it. And he came home. Uh, and, you know, this is not straight away. Uh, this is, uh, you know, towards the end of his life, as we'll see. Uh, you know, that's it. Uh, he was just eating... And drinking, uh, and you know, even though he wasn't uh, rich, he just uh, any money that he got, he just ate and drank. He didn't seem to worry uh, too much uh, about what, where his next meal was coming from. Amalei Brata, his daughter said, "Listen, law ba'it midi lemigza alay." He said, "Don't you want something to to lie on?" Amalei biti crazy kare. He says, "Listen, my 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 stomach is my pillow." Okay, so in other words, I lie down. I can lie down on the floor on my stomach. My stomach keeps me, um, you know, comfortable. Kinach uh, nafshe, when he died, Shavik Kaba de Merkina, when he died, he left over a little bit of saffron, uh, and, uh, and this seems to be, you know, it, as, uh, to split amongst his children. Karen nafshe, v'azu l'acharim chalam. He says, what a waste uh, that, that I did that. Uh, I could have used it and, 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 and sold it, and uh, I could have uh, spent more time learning. Uh, that's what he says, uh, and the Pasuk says, Psalm 49, they leave their wealth for others. Okay, and that's it. So really, he was a, a great guy. We see, um, you know, that uh, uh, there's a, f- a famous story of, of him and Rosh Lakish and Baba Masiya, all about uh, how at the end of his life, it didn't... Um, uh, didn't uh, 
you know, end uh, end that well because uh, um, you know, um, uh, Rash, yeah, he uh, he was looking for a uh, kavruta, etc. Anyway, that's that's that. That's a story about Rash Lakish. Okay, next Mishnah. Hamoche, uh, it's uh, less uh, less um, dramatic. Uh, this next little piece, but uh, anyway, Hamoche et Sadeu Lagoy. What happens if you sell your field to a non-Jew? Lokah Kamevi Menu Bikurim. Uh, and uh, you, you come along, you, you purchase, uh, you have to buy uh, the, the, the first fruit from him and bring uh, the first fruits uh, from the field because of uh, the betterment of uh, society. Okay, so uh, that, this is according to, to Rashi's text uh, where you have to go along and um, uh, you know, bring it and the other Mishnayot in, in the Yerushalmi, uh, etc., <coughs> it says, and he bought it from the Jew. So even if uh, the, 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 the Bikurim grew while the field was still in possession of the non-Jew, uh, a Jew who goes along and buys the fruits, uh, he has to then come and um, uh, buy the Bikurim uh, from the non-Jew and bring it up to the, to the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, so the idea really is of uh, uh, the, the Bikurim, uh, as we're going to see, uh, the first fruits, what you have to do is come and uh, take them and bring them up uh, to the Beit HaMikdash. And, uh, and uh, that is... Uh, and, and, and and uh, if you own the fruits, you have to come and uh, recite uh, a formula over them. We have this in Parashat Kitavo, uh, that you, you come and that's the, the formula that you recite. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to discuss this. Amar uh, Rabbah. So Rabbah says, Afal pish ein kinyan goy veritshishal lamachkia midei maser. It says, uh, uh, Rabbah's, Rabbah's view is what? Uh, Rabbah says that a non-Jew uh, does not have any, when a non-Jew uh, buys the land, uh, the land is holy, right? So the land uh, belongs to the Jews, and uh, even though a non-Jew has bought it, uh, it still remains in its uh, um, uh, its holiness because he cannot have, uh, an, uh, you know, uh, he can't acquire it uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a meaningful way, uh, and therefore he doesn't he acquires it. He might get the fruit from it and stuff like that, uh, but he doesn't acquire it at all. Okay, it really uh, is Jewish land. As a result uh, of its. Um, you know, uh, being Jewish land, uh, it's still got all the holiness of Truma and Masa and everything like that. So Truma, Masa, Bikurim, all the agricultural laws uh, uh, still apply, even though a non-Jew uh, is, is, uh, owns the land. Okay, so I'm a rabbi, Afop, Shain, Kinyan, Agoil, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, there's no uh, real purchase of, uh, of land in Eretz Yisrael. Now, Mavkia, Midei, Masa, to remove it from the state of Masa, Shunemar, and he just quotes the verse, Kili, because the land belongs to me, uh, says Hashem, a verse um, in Bahar, uh, because the land belongs to me. In other words, it's Hashem, Li, Kedusha Ta'aris, because uh, the land, uh, Hashem, is mine, uh, you know, and therefore, when it's not sold to a, a, a non-Jew, if you sell it to a non-Jew, it never really leaves my position, says Hashem, Aval, Yeshkin and Goy, Be'eris Yishal, Lafkia, Ba, Mishum, Ba, Borot, Shikin, Umarot. So the only, the only way he can acquire the land is to come along and, uh, and allows him uh, to make changes uh, to the land. Okay, you can dig uh, pits and ditches and caves and, and he can do that. Uh, so you give it to him for that. But otherwise, uh, uh, he, he has it. He doesn't. Uh, the inherent holiness of the land uh, is still there. And how do I know? Also, it says, uh, Because uh, the, the heavens belong to Hashem and the land uh, he's given over to B'nai Adam. Okay, a verse from Halal. Alright, so that is uh, Rabbah's view. Uh, however, opposing him, uh, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says, listen, Afal 
says, no, he takes the opposite view. He says, listen, um, uh, when you sell land to a non-Jew uh, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, uh, then it decreases the sanctity. The non-Jew really owns the land. Once a non-Jew really owns the land, uh, then there's no holiness uh, on it anymore. Uh, it says, despite that, uh, it's still got uh, a level of Kedusha. Uh, and it says, and how do I know that? Uh, it says, it, ta- it takes it away. If you have, don't have to give Masa anymore. Uh, and then, uh, when it says, uh, you should bring Rashid uh, to Rosh Kavitarecha, Deganacha means your grain uh, and, uh, and not the Lord Dagan Goy, and not the grain of a non Jew. Aval, Ein Kinyan Goy, Berit Okay, so Rabbi Laza says, listen, um, uh, total opposite view of Rabbi. Rabbi says, uh, the land is always holy, uh, and, but the non-Jew has got rights uh, to build uh, in it and, and do what he wants uh, from a, uh, a building perspective. As opposed to Rabbi Laza says, no, uh, when you sell land to a non-Jew, the non-Jew does own the land, uh, but he's not allowed to go along and destroy it and dig uh, up the land. Uh, pitches, uh, you know, pits, sorry, um, uh, ditches and caves, etc. That you're not allowed to do. Okay, so now uh, we, we have to find out. Uh, what is the underlying basis of the argument? It says, So, Rabbi Laza says, your grain means only grain grown in your field, i.e. the field of a Jew, uh, but, not the, uh, the, but not grown in the field of a non-Jew. And Rabbi says, no, your grain is talking about uh, digun. Uh, digun is uh, t- pulling it in a pile. Okay, uh, it says uh, if you put it into a pile, uh, then it is subject to truman masa. This is the final stage of uh, of uh, uh, gathering of uh, the grain, and as a result, once you've gathered gathered that grain into the pile, uh, then uh, it becomes um, uh, subject to truman masa. Uh, and, uh, and and until then, for example, you could uh, snack on it uh, and and the like. But uh, the final stage in the process. Uh, is uh, uh, putting it in a pile and once you've <coughs> piled it in a pile uh, then uh, that's the final stage. Now, uh, if, if you uh, put it into a pile, uh, th- then, that's, then that's fine. Uh, then, then it becomes subject to mamase. Uh, but uh, if, a, if a non-Jew would come along and put it into a pile, uh, it's not subject to uh, masa uh, at that stage at least. All right, so now, uh, that is, uh, uh, that's, that's Rabbi Laza's view, and Rabbi's um, uh, counter to that. However, I'm a Rabbi. So where do I say uh, that my opinion says, Rabbi, what's my source? Uh, because we have a Mishnah. Mishnah in Paya uh, says, The leket and the shikha of a Paya of a non-Jew. Uh, still, uh, you have to, uh, even though, uh, now, leket, shikha, and Paya, uh, is, leket is the, the part uh, that uh, is, uh, is um, uh, you have to, uh, the part that drops down uh, after you've, you've collected shikha is the part that you forget uh, to, to cut and paya is the corner of the field uh, it says now normally uh, these things uh, are, are, are not subject to truman masa because they're all gifts for the poor and once uh, you don't want to uh, make the poor uh, take off uh, the little that they get uh, take off truman masa and have to give that away on the little that they get however if it is of a non-Jew chai vin vamasa if, uh, if uh, you know it's given uh, to the to to, uh, to to the poor people, uh, seemingly by the non-Jew, uh, as we be carved by Master Avim Imkain Aval Imkain Hefker, and it says. Um, 
and you have to uh, make them, uh, you know, uh, 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 you have to take off master on them, unless the owner said they are ownerless. And the Gemara says, Hey, dummy, exactly what is the situation uh, over here? It says, Elam at Israel, Velektinu Goy. If you say that it's talking about uh, the, 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 uh, the lechet shechen paya of a uh, of a Jew, and it's talking about a non-Jew v'lektinu uh, goy, and a non-Jew collects them. Elim kain hefker. What do you mean? Unless he made them hefker. Uh, it's uh, talking about the Jew. If a Jew owns it, uh, and a non-Jew just collecting it, uh, what does it mean to say? It doesn't make sense to say if he made them ownless. Obviously, hi mafki v'kaimei. As we said, uh, this lechet shechen paya are there for any poor person who wants to come and collect it, and we don't make we say uh, that they're not subject to. Uh, what do you mean if you made them hefker? Uh, okay, uh, it says not. You know, they are hefker as they stand now. Uh, they, they're not. They're not there for any specific uh, um, poor person. Uh, you know, the whole the the Mishnayot in Paya and uh, the Yushalmi in Paya also talks about uh, this, where where it says uh, that uh, you're not allowed to uh, take ownership of it. You're not even designated for a specific poor person. Uh, there has to be uh, fair times where you we open up the field at certain times. Uh, to, to make sure that the poor uh, all come in at once. You can't designate it for your favorite poor person. Anyway, Elalav, Degoy, Velaktinu, Israel. What happens is we must be talking about it being owned by a non Jew, and we see there is holiness uh, over there, and even though, and, and what happens is uh, he, he, he leaves, um, uh, separates Lechet, um, Shikhan, uh, Paya, and then, uh, and, and then made them ownerless, and then afterwards a Jew comes along and collects them. But now, uh, in this situation, uh, other you know, it seems that uh, the non-Jewish land, uh, says Rabbi, uh, even land owned by non-Jew, still has the holiness uh, on it. That's why you would have to do lechet, uh, shechra, and paya. And, and that, that, that is my understanding, says Rabbi. The Gomorrah says, law, not necessarily. Okay? No, it could be uh, that the owner uh, was Jewish in this situation and a non-Jew was collecting it. Uh, and you might have said, hi, um, uh, surely you said they're already uh, ownerless uh, you know what's the uh, obviously uh, it's the situation no uh, that is not a, a correct inference why uh, he says uh, I made them um, um, ownerless uh, when it came to a Jew. I expected a Jew to go along and collect them. Adata de Goy, me Mafkara, he says, no, I didn't make it, uh, you know, my, it wasn't my intention that a non Jew uh, would be uh, collecting them. Okay, so that, that wasn't what I was doing. I'm not giving, uh, uh, you know, the gift to the poor and then not fulfilling the mitzvah. Uh, and therefore, they're not ownerless over there. So he says, if a non Jew collects them and then sells them to a Jew, uh, a Jew uh, would have to still take off. Uh, the the leket uh, and, uh, and and even the I think it's maybe just the payer uh, actually that you have to take off uh, even if it's a bit later on in the uh, um, uh, in the in the process. All right. Uh, so as the Gemara says, okay, so Tashma, let's try again. Yisrael shalacha sademigoy ad shelo hevia shlish. If there's a, a Jew who acquired a field from a non-Jew uh, before the produce uh, got to a third of its size, and uh, and at, at, at a third of its size, you now become obligated. 
in tithing. Okay? And then what happens is he sold it to the non-Jew after, uh, um, so he buy it from a Jew before it became a, th- a size, a third size, and then you sell it to the non-Jew after it reaches a third of its size, okay, a third of its growth. Uh, and uh, what happens is uh, it, it became uh, obligated uh, to take Masa off uh, when it was yours, uh, okay, uh, under, your, under your control. When it was under your control, uh, then it became uh, uh, subject to Masa. And therefore, Chayavet Masa, because it was ready uh, from beforehand. In uh, law, it's ready from here. It's only when it's become obligated uh, while it's under Jewish ownership uh, that uh, you would you would do it. So that's what the brata means. You know, uh, if it grew to a third size, then uh, under your ownership, I Jewish ownership, then you would have to take off Truman Masa. The implication: if it didn't grow to a third of the size uh, after that, then you wouldn't have to. Okay. Uh, so surely that is uh, uh, teaches us that uh, you know produce uh, grown by non-Jews exempt uh, from these tasks. Okay, and uh, you know, and 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 it. Uh and if a non-Jew would grow, uh, then it wouldn't be subject to it. And the Gemara said, "Now, how come What are we dealing with here? Uh, Basuria. Uh, this is talking about Surya. Uh, Kasavar. In this situation, Kibush Yachid, Lord Shmei Kibush. And it says, the con- uh, when an individual conquers it, uh, it's not a proper conquest. Okay, that is. Uh, we had that back on on Daf Chet, uh, where we said, listen, maybe David Amelech uh, went and conquered it, and it wasn't necessary uh, to conquer. So that's why uh, it's an indi- just an individual conquer. Maybe he hadn't." Already conquered the rest of Israel, and therefore uh, it wasn't, uh, um, yeah, you know, done at the right time, uh, etc. And therefore it was done too early, and that's not a, um, a good conquest. Uh, so we're going to try again. Tashma, uh, What happens if a, 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 it's a, it's a, a brata? It says in, in Trumot, etc. If there were a Jew and a non-Jew who buy a field together in partnership, Rebbe holds uh, that what every every single um, item in the field, every grain of uh, uh, wheat or whatever it happens to be, uh, is all mixed in. It's a mixture of uh, both tevil, which is untied produce, as well as um, as chulid, uh, and, and non-holy produce mixed in together. That is the statement of Rabbi Huda Nasi, and uh, that's Rabbi. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, my Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, listen, shall go patur, shall Yisrael chayv. No, what happens is uh, that you, what you say is the portion of the non-Jew uh, that is totally exempt. Uh, from Truman Masa, uh, and the portion of the Jew is obligated. So now this leads into a whole discussion. Uh, what we have here is uh, <coughs> uh, that uh, in, in the previous explanation, as we said with Rebbe, was according to Rashi. Okay, and therefore, what you would have to do uh, is the only way that you could uh, deal with, uh, with, with the produce uh, is to separate Truman Masa uh, from, from itself. Okay, because in each part uh, is dealt with it, uh, you know, it, it dealt with it correctly. Uh, and, uh, and, and this leads into a whole discussion uh, of, of Breira. Uh, and we've had this discussion before as well. And uh, retroactive clarification, uh, what you see is that Rabbi Shimon Gamli holds there must be Breira because uh, the, the Truma uh, and Masa, the, the portion that the Jew takes, ultimately is seen to be his. And the portion that the non-Jew takes is uh, seen to be his. Okay, and that is how uh, we, we look at that. Okay, and, that's, uh, and that, that is uh, the understanding of it. All right, so now... Then the Gemara says, "Adkan lo pligi ella demasava yesh brayra, demasava ein brayra." And seemingly that is the only dispute uh, between them, where there is this retroactive clarification of who owns what. Uh, it says, "Aval adkul alma." It seems that everyone holds yesh kinnan legoi. 
but So it seems to be that both Rebbe and Rabbi Shimon Megamlia hold that when a non-Jew owns the land, it is not still considered holy, and there's no Truman Masa to be taken off that land. When he buys it, he buys it completely, and and therefore there's no holiness on the land. So whatever grows on the land is no longer holy. Is that isn't that how we can explain it? The Gemara says Haka and Nami Basura. Here again, we could say that this uh, discussion is only in the place of Surah, where uh, it, it wears. And here, it's a case of a conquest of uh, King David as an individual. Uh, that's not called conquest. Therefore, it's like Chutz Laaretz. It's like outside Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, uh, obviously, there's no sanctity of the land outside Eretz Yisrael. All right, uh, but in general. Uh, you know, he might hold that in Israel, then it would be different. Okay, all right. Amar Rav Kiyah Ba'avin, still trying to sort out this question. Rav Kiyah Ba'avin offers a solution. Tashma, let's try and hear from the following. Proof Hamocha Sadeu Lagoi. If you go and sell your uh, field to a non-Jew, Lokayach Umevi Bikurim Menei Tikkun Olam. And um, our Mishnah says, if you, you must go along and buy the first fruits uh, from the field that you sold, and that's what Tikkun Olam Menei Tikkun Olam in Midorat Alo. So the inference is uh, because it's uh, for uh, the, to make the world better uh, and, uh, and the betterment of society, then you have to do it. However, uh, from a Torah perspective, you wouldn't have to do it. Uh, so surely uh, the teacher us that the non-Jew really owns the land uh, and therefore I'm Rav Ashri. Rav Ashri says, listen, actually what happens is uh, in this situation, um, uh, what we are talking about is actually stay takanot hayu. Really, there were two different uh, decrees at different time periods. Okay, mikara havi mighty dorata. Really, uh, the, those people who sold the, the field to non-Jews, uh, then uh, because uh, the, we can say uh, the minute uh, the land never ceases to be holy, and therefore, even though the non-Jew owned it, uh, the Jews would have to come and uh, bring their their fruits. Uh, they would have to buy the fruits from the from the non-Jew. Uh, by the by, you know, fr- from a Torah perspective, and bring it up to the Beit Hamikdash. Kavan dechazu deka makri mizavne because uh, the, the you know the the the, the the rabbis thought that this would discourage uh, the Jews uh, from selling their land to the non-Jews because it would cost them more because they'd have to buy the Bikurim uh, from the non-Jews and bring it up. However, uh, still, once they saw uh, the, the, that uh, Jews uh, would still sell their land to non-Jews when they had the opportunity, uh, and because they said, listen, what's the worst? We get some money. Uh, it might, uh, we get uh, money for the field. We, yes, uh, it still is holy land. We haven't done anything wrong, uh, really. Uh, then what they said was still we just have to buy the Bikurim uh, after all of that. We said still the land is still in its holiness and therefore there's no problem ultimately with selling it to the non-Jews. And therefore Tikinu Lahu Delo Leitu. Then the rabbi saw uh, that uh, they said listen this was happening and then uh, they said listen uh, you should not bring the first fruits. And this was what meant to uh, shock the, the Jews into understanding uh, that we shouldn't really be selling uh, Eretz Yisrael to non-Jews. Uh, and therefore uh, that was 
was the first takana, and that's why uh, that was the first takana. However, Kevan Dechazu Deman Delo Sagulai Mizavdin. Still, there were people that uh, weren't able to uh, just uh, uh, live. What they would do, they'd sell their land, uh, despite the fact that it's going to lose its sanctity uh, by selling it to non-Jew. They said, "Listen, we can't afford not to," uh, and therefore, Ka Mister Kan Viad Goyim, and then uh, the fields would get sold uh, to non-Jews, and you wouldn't even have to. Uh, bring uh, Bikurim and stuff like that. So therefore, they went back. Hada, but delay to. Then they should say, "Listen, you should. You have to go along uh, to penalise the Jews, really, and." Uh, um people who sold the land in the first place uh, that they would have to go and buy the land uh, from the from, from the non-Jew in order to encourage uh, that uh, they have to go and buy the Bikurim from the non-Jew and that was done really in order uh, to get him to repurchase the whole field. Okay, and uh, so we're not sure uh, whether the land has still got, Kedush, it maintains Kedusha the whole time or doesn't maintain Kedusha the whole time. Alright, uh, and, and now uh, once we're talking about that we branch out uh, a little bit into the discussion of Bikurim in general General, okay, and Bikurim in general, as you mentioned briefly, uh, that's taking your first fruits, a uh, small amount of the first fruits, one sixtieth approximately of, of the harvest, uh, before you, you take off Truma, you bring it from the seven species, uh, and you bring it up to Jerusalem, and there's a whole uh, discussion, or, you know, you bring it, you make a big deal of it, uh, etc., and, and the people welcome you into Jerusalem, and you bring the basket to the altar, and you wave it, and you, you say uh, the, the, the parashiot in Kitabo, uh, and then what happens is, is that uh, um, uh, then they become like Truma, they get given over uh, to the Kohen, uh, etc. Okay, uh, so w- once we have that little bit of a background, uh, we move into the following. Itmar, uh, what happens if you sell your fruits? Uh, you maintain the capital uh, amount and you just sell uh, like the, what's known as the usufractory, uh, the right to keep the fruits. Uh, now, uh, the question is, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, maybe Vukore. So you still, uh, what you do, the the, the purchaser uh, in this in this instance uh, brings uh, the the fruits to the to the temple, and he even can say uh, the verses because uh, part of the verses is, uh, you know, the land that you gave me. All right, uh, the, 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 one of the verses. Uh, is is uh, you, you have to say, listen, thank you uh, for the land that you've given me, and now you've given me this land, and here I'm bringing the first fruit. So uh, it's it's uh, it shows that. Uh, um Owns the land, so that's Rabbi Yochanan's view. However, Rash Lakish says, uh, "Listen, maybe uh, the buyer, uh, the person that owns the fruit, uh, that, that's got the rights of the fruit, he does bring the fruit. However, he does not say uh, the verses, the accompanying verses, uh, because that wouldn't be true. Uh, it's not the land that he gave them." All right. So now, uh, Rabbi Yochanan, Ama maybe Okore, Kenya Kenya What is the reason that uh, Rabbi Yochanan says that you bring the first fruits? He says you bring the first fruits as well as saying the verses. Why? Uh, because uh, the fact that you own uh, the 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 uh, the 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 fruit uh, means is as if you own the land itself. Okay, that's the, the whole point of um, uh, of the land is for the fruit, uh, and therefore once you own the fruit, uh, then it's as if you own the land. Rash uh, Lakish, and that's why you can say, listen, the land that you gave me. Okay, so even though it doesn't belong to him, it's as if you acquired the the, the, the field itself uh, because you own the fruit. Okay, and uh, and Rash Lakish, Rash Lakish Amar, maybe No, you bring and you don't say why. Kenyan to love Kenyan. 
No, just because you own the, the fruit uh, to the uh, uh, land, it doesn't mean you own the land itself. And we split uh, the two of them, as well, uh, the, the two ownership uh, things, and therefore you can't say uh, that land that you have given me uh, in your declaration, and therefore you don't say the declaration at all. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan, attacks Rabbi Lakish. It says, as you should, uh, in Pasha Kitavo, it says, uh, To you and your house. Uh, that, that's the verse. Uh, and now your house is often talking about a wife. Uh, and it says, and, uh, and therefore, once you say it's your wife, uh, the rabbi said, uh, a man brings uh, the bikurim of his wife, and still uh, he can say, uh, that uh, and, and he reads the verses, you know, thank you for the land, uh, etc. So even though uh, the husband uh, really doesn't own uh, the rights of his wife's field, okay, it's only uh, for the produce. Uh, so therefore, over here, uh, we say that uh, the fact that you, you do say uh, the verses in this situation means that the ownership of the fruit is like the ownership of the capital. responds, uh, No, there's a special pasuk over there that says to your house, uh, which means in this situation, uh, with Bikurim, uh, talking about a husband and a wife, uh, a husband's uh, a wife's uh, fruit is also part of the mitzvah, uh, but not in general. Um, Okay. Right, so now, uh, so there's another version of this. It says to your, to your house, he says, uh, man brings his wife's first fruits and, uh, and recites it, even though uh, he doesn't really own uh, the produce of his wife. He's just, uh, he's got the right to the fruits of it, uh, but not the whole thing. Uh, and um, uh, it says, the answer would be, no, only there when it's written to your, uh, to your house, Aval Ba'ama Lo, only there it's not. So Amalai, Tama Didi Nami Mehacha Kamina. And Rabbi Yochanan says, No, listen, that's my reason from here, and I see that it's only in this situation that a man uh, can bring uh, the, 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 the fruit of his wife, uh, is not the, the exception. He says, It's not the exception. Uh, this is the source uh, of everything. Now I'm saying this is the, the, the example of what's, ev- you know, what's going on over there. All right, so. Uh, uh, and that's it. So, uh, uh, Rash Lakish would say, no, I, I see it the other way. I see it only in, in this specific case that he does, but in general, he doesn't. And, uh, and Rabbi Yochanan says, no, uh, this is the paradigm for what I say, that it is like uh, the, if you've got the, the right to the fruits of the field as if you own the whole field. Okay, I carry on discussing it. What happens if a man is on the road uh, to Jerusalem and he's got the bikurim of his wife in his hands? Uh, and he hears that his wife died. Okay, so I'm not quite sure why he doesn't like, stop everything and go back. Anyway, but he carries on. He goes along, he still brings the first fruits, and he still uh, recites the verses. So now, even though, uh, he, you know, he, it says, Mater in law, Mater law, would seem that only if she dies, uh, he can bring the verses, because now he's inherited the actual field. But if she didn't die, he wouldn't recite the verses, because uh, just the, the, own, owning the fruits is not enough for him to say the verses. No, and the Gemara says, Who had in? Afagav, the law, Mater. No, uh, he'd be able to recite the verses, even though uh, she hadn't died. Mater, it's No. 
know, and uh, the reason that uh, the bright has mentioned uh, that she died, uh, it says uh, we need to do it. What might you have thought? You might think uh, there is a statement like Rabbi Yossi Bachanina. We follow Rabbi Yossi Bachanina because the Amar Rabbi Yossi Bachanina he says, but Saran v'Shigran v'Yad Shaliach. What happens if you, um, uh, you know, but Saran v'Shigran v'Yad Shaliach? You came along and you harvested your first fruits and then sent them with an agent. And then the agent dies. Maybe you bring and you don't uh, uh, say the verse. You should take and you should bring. Meaning it's the same person. Uh, so the taking and the bringing by one person. So you might think that the husband took the fruits as the owner, just of the fruits, and then, uh, the, uh, the, then he becomes the owner of the field as well. And it's not the same person. You might think he doesn't do anything. No, he still does everything. That is a good place to stop. Um, So we'll do that and uh, pick it up tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.